listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16. The official beer of the Swift Current Broncos is Ryan Schweitzer and Craig Boschman. It's the Broncos This Week podcast, interim tag-free edition, brought to you by Original 16, uh, Ryan Schweitzer, along with Craig Boschman. And yeah, big news, uh, of course, that, that got everybody talking Monday. Nice little news conference. Plenty of uh, people on hand to take in the official naming of Devin Pratt as the ninth head coach in franchise history. Yeah, it seemed like as the season went along, it kind of almost just became expected and just a matter of time of when it was going to happen. So um, obviously a big day for for the organization, for Dev and his family, um, you know, Chad being able to be there to, to help make the announcement and uh, just a big, big day for the future of the franchise. Um, Devin's kind of was, was thrust into a very unexpected situation earlier this year, and I think he's handled it incredibly well. I think he has the, the respect of all the players in that locker room and uh, has done a, a pretty fantastic job of navigating through uh, you know managing the highs and lows of a, a very very young team so uh, big congratulations to Devin and his family and just excited to work more with him as the, as the year goes on absolutely and we'll chat with him in just a moment on the coaches show segment of the Broncos this week podcast bit of a tough one on Saturday night sounds like the guys just couldn't get the wheels rolling yeah it was a tough game um, you know obviously that was kind of the ones where there was you know this this stretch that the team is in playing six of seven games games against the top four teams in the conference and then you saw that medicine at game on the Saturday and thought okay well this is the one that uh, you know for sure got to get the two points here tonight and it just didn't happen um, I mean you know full credit to, to Garen Bjorklund I think it was 33 saves for the shutout or whatever it was but um, you know it just didn't really seem like the guys created as many high quality scoring chances as they usually do um, so it was just kind of a tough game to, to have that you know goal halfway through the third period go in and, and stand up as the winner and a bit of a frustrating night but you know as, as Devin always says once that final buzz there goes there's there's nothing you can do about uh, how the game went all you can do is move past it and focus on the next one so team uh, had a couple of days off there and now a full week of practice to get ready for what's a pretty tough weekend coming up here against the Edmonton Oil Kings yeah for sure and that is a tall task with Edmonton rolling into town this is uh, a team that has plenty of well-deserved hype yeah I think they've got eight NHL draft picks on their team and four of those guys are first rounders and I think there's four that played for Team Canada at the uh, at the shortened world juniors there so uh, they that's, uh, that's a formidable team. There's no question that they have pushed all their chips into the middle to go for it and win this season. So um, it's going to be a very tall test. And, you know, from a, a viewing perspective, it's it's pretty cool to see that much talent rolling into the building here. So you combine that with uh, the talent that the Broncos have on their roster. And, you know, you could potentially be watching, you know, upwards of 10, 11, 12 NHL draft picks uh, going head to head here on Friday and Saturday night. Well, yeah. And, and that's a big thing to point out. It's an intriguing matchup because you have, you know, the, the top team in the league or one of the top teams in the league against the youngest team in the league so it really is you know if you want to hype this one you could call it the present versus the future in the Western Hockey League yeah exactly and it's kind of you know like we, we saw the Broncos a couple years ago do the same thing as Edmonton they, they went all in won a championship because of it and now Edmonton's doing the same thing so um, you know the Broncos are trying to build their way back up to basically what Edmonton is and you know like you said a potential uh, you know maybe future viewing into into what the Broncos could be if they continue their development in the right way so looking forward to obviously watching the Broncos this weekend, but I think whenever you got a chance to, to watch as many high-end, talented players that Edmonton has, it's kind of just an added bonus. Our feature guest on this week's podcast is a young man who's been part of the Bronco family for a few years now, uh, one of the leaders on this team on and off the ice, Raphael Peltier. Yeah, a guy who's just gotten better every year. Um, you know, Came in, obviously, as that uh, 17-year-old rookie um, when he got picked up in a trade early that season in 1920 and had an opportunity to, to play here uh, that season and kind of got his feet wet that year and then had some injuries 
troubles uh, during the hub year, but still, you know, surpassed his point total in you know uh, a quarter of the games pretty much. And, and now this year he's got 37 points in 51 games. So uh, he stepped up in a major way. He's got a, a letter on his jersey for a reason. And uh, I think he's a very important piece of not only this year, but uh, even going into uh, his 20-year-old season next year. Yeah, his hair's getting a little wild too. <laughs> yeah, I, I know. Yeah, he hasn't cut it for a while now. I think he's trying to grow it out here a little bit and see if he can kind of work something into that for, for some sort of fundraiser. But uh, haven't haven't fully uh, finalized what the plan is with that yet. All right. Uh, Raphael Pelche, our feature guest on Broncos this week. We'll chat with him uh, in a little bit, but in the much more immediate future. Coach's show with head coach Devin Pratt shortly. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. This is the Broncos This Week podcast, interim tag-free edition for the first time this season. Uh, Ryan Schweitzer along with Craig Boschman and head coach Devin Pratt. Much easier to describe you, much shorter title now. Uh, Devin, big day Monday that uh, had to bring a smile to your face, eh? Yeah, a uh, very special day for uh, for me and my family. Um, you know, something that uh, we've dreamed about we've talked about uh you know pursuing and that was part of the plan in coming here to swift current is to build the opportunity to be a head coach at this level and to see it happen uh kind of in quick succession uh, it's very rewarding i'm sure you weren't expecting it to come this quickly as you said but uh i'm sure it's been on the uh you know working for a couple of weeks towards this now so to finally have that press conference on monday have the players there your parents on a, on a zoom call watching as well i'm sure it was kind of a an emotional moment for you and your family i'm sure yeah yeah, I'm. Uh, I don't uh, hide my emotions. I can be a happy crier um, and get teary-eyed and stuff. So I thought I, I battled through pretty good. I uh, I'm not normally at a loss for words either, but I kind of read from a script there uh, on that day to to do to get through. And uh, yeah, I mean, you know, when I left uh, PEI, it'd be nine years ago now when I graduated from uh, UPEI to teach and coach at Notre Dame. The goal was always to uh, be a head coach at the junior level and to work for that opportunity and I kind of planned on five years and I had had some different opportunities at the junior A level come up and uh, didn't end up pursuing them uh, past kind of the application and uh, talking about the job and um, you know eight years um is what it kind of end up taking to create the opportunity to be an assistant at this level. And then uh, things kind of progress quickly, as we said. So uh, very, very rewarding, very fulfilling, and um, just a special day um, with the the players in the room and, and my family as well and my wife, Lindsay, there. Uh, yeah, day we'll never forget. Yeah, for sure. You know, one thing I want to ask you about, and I may be paraphrasing a little bit here, but you did mention, you know, in that news conference that this is the biggest accomplishment of your hockey career. I mean, you've won national championships you know can you elaborate on that on why you feel like this yeah, is, has I, I been the biggest moment you know I, I believe in you make the big time where you are so for you know the big time in hockey is the Stanley Cup um, and for where I am that's now the Edge South and the, the Memorial Cup and I just see it as kind of that natural progression of moving on from the U18 level and accomplishing uh, all there is to accomplish there as a, as a team um, you know the U16 uh, provincial team and winning that championship as well and uh you know i don't discredit those or uh downplay them by any means um but i just feel that you know this is uh the step in uh, the direction of obtaining the goal of making it to the the ultimate of coaching in the nhl and um it just uh it's yeah i don't take the the opportunity and the responsibility lately i do feel this is my greatest hockey accomplishment uh to date well uh 
circle back on this season here, but I guess moving forward for you now with your staff, you have Matt here, of course, as an assistant coach, but you don't see a lot of WHL teams with just one assistant coach. Is there maybe some plans for another one coming up for maybe next season? Uh, we've talked about, um, you know, different staffing um, options, looking at, uh, you know, uh, bringing some skills into the fold, maybe a video and uh, some some bench support as well. So, I mean, those are ongoing conversations. Me and Chad uh, are like-minded in that we want to provide the best development environment for our players. Um, so we explore uh, all avenues with that and nothing is off the table and that's kind of a continued conversation. So, um, you know, when when we push through things here and our season does come to an end, we'll have a little bit of time now to, you know, plan for next season and put some things together and also kind of evaluate where we are and where we need to be and uh, what we need to add in order to do that. Yeah, you know, uh, Chad had his interim tag removed a few weeks ago. What have the conversations been like, you know, since he had his removed and since you had yours did was this a surprise to you or did you have a feeling it was coming no i think you know right away um when me and chad had the opportunity to move into the interim positions it was that we wanted to work together we wanted to work with full transparency um we wanted to prove that we could do the job here and at this level and do it effectively and um you know i was very proud of him for uh the job he's done and the opportunity he was given to become the gm and it was kind of a natural progression the conversation was is that you know we wanted to do this and we wanted to do this together and we wanted to do it uh, for years to come and uh, we have a great working relationship and um, you know I, I owe a lot to him and his belief in me and um, yeah I'm very fortunate to be in this position and um, you know at the same time we wanted what's best for the Broncos too uh, you know if there was someone out there with a, a better resume or more experience uh, that we felt were going to be better in this these positions then you know we thought that the organization needed to really explore those as well um so uh at the end i think we have done uh, an effective job here to date and i mean the work never ends we're we're both driven guys that uh, work hard and are, are all in uh, we want to create that family environment where everyone feels uh a part of it um you know that there no role is uh, insignificant everyone has a, a big piece here and then we're invested in everyone's development the ultimate goal as you said is to win a Memorial Cup here, but I guess there are other goals along with that that you come with developing players consistently moving on to the pro ranks or the university ranks. So kind of just goes hand in hand with putting all those pieces together to, to get to that ultimate prize. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, any team in the in the CHL is, um, you know, trying to build for to win a championship in their league at some point and then ultimately win the Memorial Cup. But, um, you know, success at this level is a byproduct of your development. Uh, and the development leads to players getting opportunities at the next level and that's one thing that really excites me here about this level as well is that you know you can have five-year players and although we've seen that at university uh when i was there um uh, and I, I only coached for the one year, so I wasn't there for, for multiple years with players. But, uh, you know, when you look at the U18 level, you often have a player for one, two, maybe three years. Uh, so looking at that uh, opportunity to be a part of someone's development and personal growth for, you know, four or five years is, uh, uh, it's you know, it's no small undertaking, but it's also a very rewarding process. And, you know, we're excited that uh, we feel we're developing and helping develop uh, you know, quality young men on and off the ice. 
for five months you've been auditioning for this job now you have it does that change your approach and how you do things when you come to the rink every day I don't think so I mean I've always tried to be true to myself uh, in whatever role I'm in um, so when I, when I first started here in the associate position and trans, transitioning into the interim head coach, I, I feel I didn't have to change a whole lot. Uh, and again, with this, like I'm not going to uh, change who I am or my approach. I have my beliefs in the process and what I think uh, through preparation and practice detail can lead to success. So, um, you know, the guys aren't going to about to see uh, someone they haven't really experienced here today. It'll just be me continuing forward and kind of staying true to who I am. And, and my beliefs as a coach. Well, and with that, I guess it transitions now into the next game, and that's a couple of big ones against the Edmonton Oil Kings coming up here this weekend. Uh, your teams had played some close games against them so far this season, but we know that's a pretty stiff test coming in this weekend. Yeah, it's a great measuring stick. Um, you know, I I would equate it a lot to or has a lot of resemblance to um, the challenges that we had with Winnipeg. Uh, you know, we're, we're in, uh, we've done a, a job to be in a battle for a, a playoff position. It looks like you know the seven eight positions are kind of open to five teams um and we're in that mix so if you're gonna if you're gonna get in you're gonna likely face either winnipeg or edmonton uh, whether it be in that seven or eight spot so um you know we want to play quality hockey that's the that's the key is is give it 60 minutes and let's see where we're at and uh, give ourselves the best opportunity for success and we know we're gonna have to be detailed we know we're gonna have to be aware in all three zones and you know it's going to take a full 60 minute effort uh, to find that so those are what we're going to focus on and that's kind of the the challenge to these guys is don't look ahead don't look behind but just be present be in the moment and uh, currently the focus is puck drop friday night I know that uh, the guys come to the rink ready to, to work and they have their work boots on and they practice hard and they play hard. But you're, you're getting into March. You know, you're, you're getting close to game 60 on the schedule here. You and Matt, what kind of things are you doing to keep it fun for the boys? Well, that, that has to factor in, doesn't for it? For sure. No, I think you have to enjoy coming to the rink. And part of that is uh, instilling the environment and the culture that, you know, everyone wants to give their best and hold each other accountable to that. So, I mean, we've gone through a little bit of a tough stretch here uh, with results uh, dating back to that overtime loss with Winnipeg. Uh, tough game on home ice here against Red Deer and then a little bit of a lackluster effort um, in Medicine Hat where we just, you know, you're not going to win any games when you don't score. Uh, so we weren't getting to those tough areas and um, we give the boys a couple days off to, to refresh and recharge the batteries. We had a nice little break in our schedule um, you know, with nothing until Friday here and um, there's lots of buzz in the room uh you know the boys are excited to be back in the rink uh they enjoy getting out and competing with each other and i think you know that's all stuff that you establish early in the year too with the team builders and kind of unifying the guys that you know we play for each other and not with each other and that kind of continues on throughout the whole uh the journey that we're on of the season and um you know lastly is just being in the moment uh, understanding what you are and um what you're bringing to the table every day and then uh, you know doing your best to execute that to the highest potential you mentioned this week off in the schedule and it's so important too because after you know starting on Friday it's a busy stretch Friday Saturday Wednesday Friday Saturday Tuesday is your schedule starting this Friday so using that time off to get ready because this is the time of the year when it seems like everybody's got a couple of nicks and bruises up and down the lineup yeah and I know we've we've alluded to this before on here but being very proactive instead of reactive is so important for our guys uh, taking care of themselves uh, the extra sleep, the um, the hydration, all those keys, uh, watching what they 
eat and um, you know preparing their bodies as best they can to be ready to compete night in and night out and um, you know we, we it's the time of year where practice length starts to taper back a little bit um, you know when you put a little bit more into tweaking some structure and looking at video and those kinds of ideas but uh, you know I, I know we're about to come on to a busy stretch but really for our guys the challenge is, is just staying in the moment we'll deal with Friday first and that's our our key is looking to compete and give ourselves the best opportunity at success that night and when it's over we got to shift the focus to Saturday and when that's over we'll shift to uh, what we have in front of us Sunday Monday and, and go from there one game at a time and not look past things really uh, invest in uh, you know being present and in the moment a man with new business cards Swift Current Broncos head coach Devin Pratt ninth head coach in the team's history thank you very much for this and uh, best of luck this weekend man thanks guys for all you do really appreciate it you're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. All right, Broncos This Week podcast, our feature guest, the guy that we love so much in Swift Current, we named a lake south of town after him, uh, Raphael Peltier. I'm saying that right. Peltier? Go. Yeah. All right, I got the proper Francais pronunciation in there. How's things going today, man? Great. Great. It's, it's been good. Yeah, it's awesome having you here. You've been around the team for a while, and this is your first time on the podcast, so glad that we're able to, to have that milestone today. Uh, how's, the, how's the season been going for you? Let's, let's kind of generally break things down here. Yeah, it's been a lot of up and, ups and downs, but overall it's been it's – it's been a fun year. Like, I can ask for a better group of guys in the room. We're so tight. We have so much fun around the rink and out of the rink. So, so far, we're just excited to get these what, 12 last games in and keep grinding. How much uh, of a difference have you noticed between maybe this year and your first year when you were picked up early in the season? You were here for the whole year, but obviously as a rookie, and now you're one of the more established guys on the team. So how different has the first year been compared to this year? Yeah, definitely as a rookie year, your mindset is just more of a learning, like seeing how the league is, your preparation, like how to uh, take control of your body. And now it's it's kind of building that confidence as the years gone on and having that swagger, I'd, I'd say. And yeah, and just be leading by example it's on the ice. Yeah, you were a guy that uh, joined the Swift Current Bronco family via trade. You know, do, do you remember what that day was like when you found out that you were on the move from the Edmonton Oil King organization <laughs> to Swift? Yeah, I was. Uh, well, I think there was a lot of unknowns. I didn't really knew about, much about Swift. I had a buddy drafted here, Darren Sear. He, did, he didn't obviously sign, but yeah, a lot of unknowns. But you know what? I can ask for anything better, honestly. I guess it probably caught you off guard in that sense then. Um, but once you got here, is it just a matter of kind of seeing it for yourself and seeing it in person before it kind of f- starts to feel like home eventually? Yeah, exactly. Knowing like moving into a new build of family is always tough. And Morgan's done an amazing job taking me in and making me feel like family. So, And I'm from a small town too, Legal. So that wasn't much of a change either. And it's a family or fans-based hockey team. So it's been great. So, yeah, when we do these uh, feature interviews with, with players, we always do the Billet family shout-out. So, yeah, you're obviously with Chris and Morgan Montgomery. Yeah. How, how's that situation? Oh, it's fun. It's always a blast. Always something going on in that house with those two kids. So, always busy. <laughs> <laughs> Just looking at your hometown of Legal on the map here, it's, a, as you said, a very small town yeah. north of Edmonton there. It kind of looks like there's one main road that goes through it. That's <laughs> yeah. about it. But uh, can it, what can you tell us about uh, Legal, Alberta? <laughs> it's uh, It's got a hockey rink, a uh, couple schools, yeah, no, no uh, lights, just a couple stop signs. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's a uh, it's a big part of my life there. I've grown up 
on an acreage. So a lot of friends and family there. Yeah. So how was that situation with minor hockey for you? Because obviously you're, you're not a city kid. Um, How did you find, you know, being able to move your way up and, and eventually, you know, play at the level that you are being from a small town like that? So yeah, I started out playing in my hometown, the gal during like Adam. And then as I like started to get better as a hockey player, it's like you kind of don't have many options from a small town, so you got to start looking otherwise. So I started playing Fort Saskatchewan. They had a AAA team there for my Bantam year and then moved to like the NAX. I had a few buddies go there, so I went with them. And then from there on, it's, yeah. So looking at Fort Saskatchewan, Google Maps says it's about 40 minutes from Legal. Is that yeah. a situation where you are building with someone in Fort Saskatchewan or are you commuting back and forth every day? Uh, we'd be commuting. I was... Well, um, I would we'd drive. There's three guys that from where I'm from that played on the same team. So uh, we get a dad and us three in the back seat, and I don't know. We'd play like Monopoly or <laughs> every day. So it was a blast and much more doable back then because that was a time before you needed a mortgage to fill your tank with gas. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's <laughs> probably worked out a lot easier yeah. back then. Didn't have so, to pay uh, gas either. <laughs> so so yeah. So you're here doing the podcast today. Um, we can talk about the team building exercise the guys just went through, didn't they? Like, the, the, you're coming to us after a team building exercise. What did they have you doing today? Yeah, so Keels, our assistant coach, was uh, moving into his new home, and we, uh, the whole team, got to unload all his stuff out of the U-Haul into his house. So, a little team builder that was freezing though. But so, how how long does it take twenty guys to set up uh, an assistant coach in a new house? Yeah. Uh, I I think it took us half an hour, maybe 40 minutes. That's efficient. Yeah. We had Davies in the back hauling the, the mattresses back <laughs> <Of course. laughs> to us. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty efficient. And you guys have done a lot of team builders this year. What sorts of other things have you guys done uh, with, with stuff like that? Oh, let's think here. Um, oh, we do a lot of things in the room. We did one, uh, this F1. So we'd, uh, we'd be split, split into like four teams. And like teams of six, I think. And one guy had to like get dressed up by the other guys and then you'd run to a bike bike for a minute and then come back undress and then get another guy in and everyone's racing so <laughs> and if you had like a missing piece of equipment falling off or and you'd lose like time or so it's it was fun a lot of competitive stuff what uh what kind of stuff do you do away from the rink like uh movie guy video game guy netflix guy the boys got me into Fortnite. Oh, did they? <laughs> I wasn't a big gamer, but yeah, I don't mind it. I play NHL with my little brother too, and play some cooking games with Hadley. So, you were obviously in the hub last year, which was a very unique experience. Um, we always like to ask the guys who were there as well, kind of what their experience was, because I think everyone went through it a little bit differently. So, how was yeah. that uh, two-month stretch for you? Yeah, looking back, we always talk about it now, and I think looking back, it was it was definitely a fun experience. In the moment, it was. It was a grind, like, you couldn't go outside, you couldn't, like, see your friends or whatever, but I think we, yeah, there were so many memories from that, and just being together as a group, you can share so many experiences. You know, from a perspective of a media guy like Bosch and me, when you get to March in the regular season, it's yeah. always entertaining to go back and look at the guys' headshots from the beginning of the oh, year yeah. and see how much they've changed. You know, some guys come in looking like a pretty boy, and then they turn into a bit of a roadmap oh, yeah. over the course of the season. But uh, with you, that that hair, man, you know, you you have something against yeah. hairstylists, or what's going on here? I don't know. Well, the funny thing is, me and Gouldy, we wanted to get mullets. No. <laughs> <laughs> do it. <laughs> well, we did. Well, we went to the mall, oh. and it, you can't really tell right now, but yeah, 
I think I might have to go to go back and get it trimmed up. <laughs> get some inspiration from yeah. uh, from filming in the hub last year. Or what? Yeah, I don't know if I can pull it off that good. Oh yeah, you got to get it like with the lines oh, coming yeah. inside too. I know. Like, all in, man. Yeah, all in. Let her buck. But uh, you know, your 19-year-old season in the Western Hockey League. You know, you're a vet guy on one of the youngest teams, the youngest team in the league. You know, mm-hmm. talk about that role and being a guy who's, you know, looked to for, for some leadership. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. I know the coaching staff have been leaning on a lot of our, like our veteran guys. And I've learned in the past, like it comes with experience too. And you just keep learning as you're, uh, you're moving forward in your career. And I think I'm still learning too to this day and wearing an A, it doesn't say much, but other guys too, without A's are, are leaders in the room too. So, I think uh, just being a voice, being leading by example is a big one for me too. Yeah, and there's different kinds of leaders. Some guys are yeah. the rah-rah inside the room kind of yeah, leaders. Some exactly. guys just kind of go about their business. Um, you know, for you, like you said, you're kind of seem like you're more of that lead by example type of guy when it comes to that leadership role, you think? Yeah, I definitely, on the ice, I'm a big like energy guy. I like to get the boys going in practice or if... I got to yell something uh I'm not going to yell it at him but <laughs> I'm not that guy to go like that but yeah I think on the ice I'll definitely voice or show my leadership more you know it's a big weekend coming up and uh, on our coach's show we talked to to Devin he talked about it being a measuring stick type game yeah. for you uh you know is there still a little something extra when you play Edmonton you know the team who oh, drafted yeah. you once upon a time oh is yeah there a little extra motivation there <laughs> yeah there's always that fire like it's uh I'm ready to go and yeah, I know a lot of guys on that team, and they give it to me pretty hard. So it's always exciting to, to play those guys. So growing up where you did in Legal, obviously you're right next to the Edmonton Oilers. But was the Western League always kind of something that was in the back of your mind as well? Because the Oil Kings, I know they had the team before the Edmonton Ice, and now they're the Oil yeah. Kings from 2007. So you'd have been about five years old. Was that a team that you were kind of cheering for as a, as a kid growing up to? Yeah, I wouldn't say like I was a big fan of the Oil Kings, but our school would always go to like their hockey hooky days, or mm-hmm. and I was like. I was just in awe, like this is like the big leagues. Like, <laughs> and all, it's crazy, like I'm I'm there. Like it's just looking back, it's it's flown by. So yeah, I think uh, my goal was always to play in that league and yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting to be here though. What kind of goals have you set for yourself, you know, both this year and you know, even looking forward into next year? I think I wouldn't say any like specific goals, but just keep growing as a person, I think. And just knowing kind of what I want to do in the future and if it is hockey then I'm I'll push myself to be a hockey player and if it's not if I if I'm guided to another path then I'm open to that too so and you took a massive step forward this year offensively 37 points uh, in 51 games at this point Um, you know you said you don't set goals for yourself too much but what do you think has led to you having so much more uh, offensive success this year I think yeah like I said playing with that the more confident as Prodder was telling me like you got to be, be a little selfish in yourself and not a bad way, but play with that swagger. And obviously I give credit to all my line mates too over the season. They're amazing players and this team too. So, yeah. For uh, parent billet weekend, we saw that your grandparents made the, the trip down yeah. to kind of represent the family. What was it like, you know, being the, the tour guide and kind of showing them where you've been hanging your hat for the last few years? Yeah, it was so special. The first time for them being here and, I haven't seen them in a while, and they're huge hockey fans, especially my grandpa. So it, it was a special, and having my brother too it was nice. 
Yeah, and, and uh, you know, you touched on being from a small town. I saw your brother. He had the plaid jacket on. He had the long flowing hair and a big belt buckle. Like, I guess it shouldn't surprise me being from such a small town, but uh, kind of tell us about, uh, you know, your, your relationship with uh, with your family and maybe your brother too. Yeah, <laughs> he's a character, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, we're, I'm the oldest of three siblings, so I have two brothers and a sister. And being the oldest, you take a lot of responsibility, and you're you're pretty close to them and your family. So, yeah, I miss them a lot. and they're a big part of my life and where I've I've become and where I'm at right now so yeah, yeah and you know the the hometown of Legal Alberta I want to circle back to that a little yeah. bit like what's what's Legal all about because you know you, you mentioned your your brother's attire like is it a big ranch in town or <laughs> oil egg <laughs> little all of it like more not really he's now in grade 10 and he's going to like this Sturgeon comp it's called there his high school and that's where he's gotten it from <laughs> so there's a lot of I don't know, cowboys there and cowboy boots and whatever, but no, you see, this is the first year he changed that style up. I don't know. I keep telling him to cut the mullet, but it doesn't look <laughs> Well, now you got one too. I don't can't talk. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so what do you do in the off season when you're home? Do you spend a lot of time in the gallery? You're kind of down at Edmonton a little bit. Uh, what's kind of the, the day-to-day like for you in the off season? Uh, yeah, I spend a lot of time in the gallery, but also I train out of Edmonton too. So it's a little bit of a hassle, like an hour drive. It's, it's not the best, but... Yeah, I also you go to the lake a lot in Athabasca. So yeah. I want to ask you about uh, the new head coach of this team. I mean, he's been running the the locker room and everything for for yeah. a few months now. But uh, you guys call him Prodder. I call him Devin. <laughs> uh, you know what? Uh, how happy were you guys hearing the news that uh, he got that interim tag removed? And in yeah, it was about time. We were all expecting it. Like, yeah, honestly, like I thought, like he did get it removed. Honestly, <laughs> it was getting really comfortable having him as our head coach. And yeah. It's been nothing but great things to have him on our on our side, and been learning lots. Having new coaches, you always learn new things and how, how they like to play the game, and yeah, so it's been really good. When you first got here, the team was obviously kind of starting that big rebuilding phase, and it was a tough first year. Then the hub season, so now this year, your team is right in for a playoff spot. I mean, it's a it's a two two spots are open, seven eight with five teams going forward here. Um, you know, I know it's some stress involved, obviously, yeah. but how exciting has it been to to be right in that? hunt for a playoff spot oh yeah it's it's been really exciting i know swift hasn't got really a sniff in the past two years and being so close it's like you almost don't want to jump the gun too much we always talk about in the room like you don't have to worry about like a week from now it's worrying about friday and then we worry about saturday after friday so it's it's being in the moment and just taking it like game by game and keep grinding well, we greatly appreciate you taking a few moments to come and hang with us and do this, yeah, man. Long awesome. overdue visit on the yeah. podcast, and we were happy to have you around. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. You're listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16, the official beer of the Swift Current Broncos. A big thanks to head coach Devin Pratt and veteran forward Raphael Peltier for joining us on the Broncos This Week podcast, brought to you by Original 16. All right, big weekend coming up. It's uh, kind of got like a baseball feel where you're seeing the same team two nights in a row, but uh, that's the way the schedule kind of works out this year with not one but two games here at the Innovation Credit Union Iplex against Edmonton. Yeah, last two times the Broncos are going to see Edmonton this year, and obviously that's, uh, as we mentioned off the top, a team that's going for it this year. They've pushed all their chips and then some into the middle, and they're looking for a champion 
championship. So it's a big test coming in, but hey, we just saw the Broncos take uh, three out of four points from Winnipeg. So obviously they're up to the challenge, and uh, we'll see what Friday and Saturday bring. Yeah, and I know that for Friday night's game, a cause that's really come to the forefront over the past few years is that of mental health. And uh, a game where we really put that in the spotlight and I guess talk about it, which is what we need when it comes to mental health. Lots of good conversations. Yeah, obviously it's uh, something that a lot of people have gone through uh, in their life, whether it's recently or in the past, and then maybe someone in the future might go through it. So uh, everybody is always encouraged to speak up if they're ever dealing with something. Um, you know, you're not the first person who's gone through it, and you certainly won't be the last. So um, if anybody ever feels like they kind of just need to take a little break and then reset and sort of talk to somebody about it, uh, they're they're more than open to do that. And we want to make sure that people are aware of that uh, coming up to this game on Friday and promote that a little bit with the uh, Canadian Mental Health Association. Yeah, the Talk Today game, and Remax has been a fantastic partner of the Western Hockey League for that as well. So that'll be uh, the theme of Friday night's game. And then we got we have a Tolly T game coming up, a DJ Tolly T game in the near future too? We do, yeah. Next weekend it's the uh, the St. Paddy's Day game next Friday with the home and home with the Medicine Hat Tigers. Uh, it's going to be the day after uh, St. Paddy's Day, but that's kind of the theme of that game. And DJ Tolly T is coming to celebrate the festivities as well. So he's been here a couple times. He's got the, the tune spinning all night long, and he's going to be back again on Friday as the, the Broncos finish off their season series with Medicine Hat as well. That's a great opportunity to get crunk up in this iplex. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for another edition of Broncos This Week, brought to you by Original You're 16. listening to Broncos This Week, presented by Original 16.